right, glad you're with us. 19 days. You are the ultimate jury. Best election coverage available on your radio dial. Pay close attention. We've got a lot of news and information to get to you, not the least of which you have Biden on ABC with a town hall tonight and you have President Trump on NBC with a town hall. And apparently all people in the media, there's like a, a, a rebellion building at NBC. How dare we book President Trump at the same time that our beloved Joe is on ABC? It's not fair. Hollywood figures now are asking uh, NBC to remove the Trump town hall from the same slot. What, what are they afraid that to go up in a ratings battle against Donald Trump? Good grief, this is so corrupt. They don't even want to hear from Donald Trump. This whole issue of what is now happening in terms of this cache of new information that is unfolding as it relates to the Biden zero experience hunter and quid pro quo Joe. Joe Biden lying and now it is a proven lie saying he's never discussed any of the issues involving the businesses of my children. Well, now we know in emails that that is absolutely false because the emails just released by the New York Post reveal how Hunter Biden tried to cash in big time on behalf of the family with a with a Chinese firm and, and elsewhere. It gets even bigger than that. Um, I have been briefed on the contents of just how the breadth and depth of of what is in uh, on this hard drive. Now, I've not been able to independently corroborate these things, but as it comes out in the days to come, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. It is devastating. It is a game changer. It is blockbuster. It's also sad And it is also corruption on a level that you can't even believe. You have a very, very troubled, but yet uh, financially ambitious Hunter Biden. Uh, This is far deeper than Burisma and the holding company in Ukraine. Uh, And it goes to everybody. You know, Mayor Giuliani, I guess, who got this information from his lawyer, says... That Hunter's text show that he was paying his father's uh, expenses. And there's even a, a picture. I mean, it's the saddest thing if you're a parent. Really sad picture of of Hunter Biden with a crack pipe in his mouth uh, as, as part of the deal. Let me go through this, though, very, very slowly and in a way that I, I hope that you can keep up with. And I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to dispense a lot of information and and condense it in a way that's explainable here. And I've done nothing all day, but try and lay this out in a way that I think is understandable to everybody. I'll jump ahead a little bit and say that now that Facebook and Twitter have decided to uh, just independently censor the information, um, now has become a massive issue on Washington, D.C., The heads of Twitter and Facebook will be on Capitol Hill next week. They've been called in. They're being subpoenaed. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas wants to know, quote, what the hell is going on with both companies? Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey at Jack on Twitter in the wake of this expose that they have decided to censor. 
And uh, he and his fellow Republicans saying they want Dorsey, they want Facebook executives uh, in next week to explain why they are blocking and banning accounts that are sharing a bona fide news story by a major American newspaper. Quote, this is election interference, he said, and 19 days out of an election, it has no precedent in the history of this democracy. Ted Cruz, Senate Judiciary Committee wants to know what the hell is going on. And he continued that Chairman Lindsey Graham and I have discussed this at length. The committee will be issuing subpoenas to Jack Dorsey, the CEO of, of Twitter, to testify uh, before the Senate Judiciary Committee next week and to come before that committee uh, and explain why they're abusing their corporate power to silence the press and to cover up allegations of real corruption. And then he went on to even say, I don't know if if these New York Post stories are true or not. He said those are questions that Vice President Biden needs to answer. Twitter and Facebook and big tech billionaires don't get to censor political speech and actively interfere in this election because that's what they're now doing. And he's 100 percent right. Now, remember this, too, as we get started here, as I lay this all out for you, is that all of these big tech companies have liability protection that is not afforded media companies. Is something it's known as Section 230, at which I'll give you the, the, the nuts and bolts of it. No provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. In other words, they put the content up on their site and they don't editorialize and they're equal opportunities. For example, all of the lies about Trump and Russia and collusion, they they never stop those articles from going viral, even though we all now know it was a lie. In other words, online intermediaries like Facebook, like Twitter, if you host or republish speech, you're protected because of Section 230 against a range of laws that would otherwise be used to hold them legally accountable. Call liability laws for what others are saying and doing. Now, the protected intermediaries include not only regular Internet service providers, but also a range of interactive computer service uh, providers, including basically any online service that publishes third party content through which important exceptions for certain criminal or intellectual intellectual property based claims can be made creates broad protection. And it should be. Now, where does that bring us? This is so deep and so corrupt. Now, there's a history here. Remember, we did the first interview with Peter Schweitzer. Peter Schweitzer has a blockbuster investigative report coming up on this show tomorrow. He, he's asked to work all day to get it done. So we are now 19 days out of this election. Joe Biden told us that he never discussed any businesses with any of his kids. Here's what he said. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas 
his business yes, dealings. Yes, I with stand him. by that statement. Do you think it was wrong for him to take that position? No. Knowing that it was really because but, that but company it, wanted access to you. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? And just like he was saying now, remember how outraged I was when here we have a phone call with President Trump, President Zelensky. There was nothing offered on that phone call. There was only one fact witness said, what did the president say he wanted? Nothing. No quid pro quo. Every other witness, remember, during the impeachment was a opinion witness or a hearsay witness. They had no evidence. And yet they ignored Joe Biden on tape. I won't play it now. Uh, he recalls the story. You're not getting the billion dollars. I leave in six hours. You're not getting it unless you fire the prosecutor that we now know is investigating Victor Shokin, his zero experience son Hunter being paid millions. That's only the tip of the iceberg. Now, that led to Senator Ron Johnson and Senator Chuck Grassley and their 87 page interim report. Now, Senator Johnson will join us on this program in a little bit. And this is now widespread. What is a corrupt Biden family business, basically using the position of then Vice President Joe Biden to make millions and millions of dollars. Now, Biden has said he had no knowledge of involvement. Well, that is now we have emails that show just the opposite. We have emails that show Hunter Biden is being asked to intervene and do favors. We now watch Joe Biden lie. And when you look, let's go back, for, for example, to the Johnson and Grassley report. Hunter Biden flew with his father aboard Air Force Two to, on a trip to China. Hunter admittedly met with the Chinese business people about 10 days later. Hunter, who had zero experience with the country of China, zero experience with any Chinese investments. Ten days later, Hunter signs that billion dollar sweetheart deal with a Chinese state backed investment fund, netting Hunter massive amounts of equity and revenue in a partnership with the Bank of China. Remember, he did the interview with Good Morning America. Do you have any experience in oil? No. Gas? No. Energy? No. Any experience with Ukraine? No. Why are you being paid all these millions? I don't know. Maybe because your father is in charge of the money for for Ukraine. Probably. Probably. Yeah, that's that's probably it. You know, then you got Hunter Biden. Let's go back to China. He's now has a billion dollar deal later becomes a one point five billion dollar deal with the Bank of China. Do you understand that this now compromises the vice president of the United States? Do you not see this as an abuse of power and corruption at a level that makes the, the impeachment of Donald Trump laughable? Hunter Biden opens up a joint bank account with a Chinese nation connected to the Chinese Communist Party. The bank account funds a $100,000 shopping spree for Hunter and his family. They're cashing in on Joe's position but it also compromises the vice president of the United States. In February of 2014, Hunter Biden got the $3.5 million wire transfer from, again, according to the Johnson and Grassley report, from this Russian oligarch once referred to as the first lady of Moscow. She was married to the mayor of Moscow. Hunter has zero experience in the country of Russia. What did he get $3.5 million for? On April 22nd, 2014, a Kazakh oligarch wired over 140 grand to Hunter Biden's firm. The money was earmarked for a brand new car, 
Again, Hunter, zero experience in the country of Kazakhstan. Meanwhile, a few days later, in May of 2014, Hunter begins receiving massive monthly payouts from the Ukrainian oil and gas giant called Burisma Holdings, companies owned by a pro-Russian Ukrainian oligarch. Again, zero experience. You know, Hunter admitted as much in the GMA interview. Now, Joe Biden must not have seen the interview because even after the interview, when he was asked about it, he said, I had no idea that any of this was happening. And despite what you hear from Biden and what you heard from the media mob the whole time, while Hunter was gainfully employed by Burisma, the vice president leveraged a billion taxpayer dollars. That would be a quid and a pro and a quo with Joe to protect zero experience Hunter being paid millions for uh, for something of which he has no experience. And it's all out there available on tape, a massive conflict of interest. State Department officials in the Obama administration were openly worrying about how Hunter was impacting U.S. policy on the world stage. And they also worried and were outspoken about potential extortion concerns, especially regarding Hunter Biden's personal behavior. I mean, that's we're only this is only the tip of the iceberg. I haven't even gotten to a lot of the new material that is now out there and available today, which I will on the other side of this break. We're 19 days to the most important election in our lifetime, and the media has blocked one network did less than 60 seconds on it. Everybody else ignored it. That's how corrupt the mob and the media is. That's how in the tank they are for all things democratic socialist. And for the ever weak, frail and cognitively failing Joe Biden. Most people don't think Joe Biden can survive a first term. We're about to head into a a constitutional crisis, the likes of which this country has no idea how bad this is going to be. All right. As we continue. Yeah. What a shock, by the way. The Biden campaign, they're actually glad that Twitter and Facebook are donating to the Biden campaign and censored. Uh, the story on uh, zero experience Hunter. By the way, what a mess this kid is. And it's, but, but it's not even that. It's the corruption. It's the danger. If all these pictures on this, on this hard drive, again, I'm, I'm like Ted Cruz here. I have no idea if any of this is true. I have, I'm, just, I'm just looking at what the New York Post picture set shows. It shows Hunter Biden passed out with a crack pipe in his mouth. I mean, good grief. And the things that I am told that are also on there are beyond shocking. Uh, Again, I have not been able to independently uh, corroborate any of this, but it's being reported everywhere. And Biden's national uh, press secretary going so far to claim that gagging one of America's largest newspapers makes clear that the Ukraine-China-related documents from a Hunter Biden hard drive is not true. That's not what it makes clear at all. It just means that they hate Donald Trump and that they're trying to censor information that the American voters should have the right to determine themselves. In other words, that they are putting their finger on the on the balance of of news and information in favor of the Biden campaign as an in-kind, massive, the largest donation that any campaign would ever get in the history of this country. And that also would violate, well, the Rule 230 provisions that protect these companies. No, American voters do not deserve an answer. 
only from Joe Biden. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't take any glee in any of this. I, I, look, I'm going to be very blunt here. Um, apparently, C-SPAN has now suspended their political editor, Steve Scully, indefinitely after he admitted that he lied about his Twitter feed being hacked. I guess he was thought he was direct messaging or whatever you call it, private messaging uh, Anthony Scaramucci about how he should respond to Donald Trump. Um, and he got caught. I mean, everybody does this he, now. We're, I think, Linda, tell me if I'm wrong. We're the only ones that I know that officially, didn't we get like a letter saying that we, that not that we were hacked, but we were compromised, right? From Twitter, you got something that in writing, this goes back a long time ago before you took away my passwords and don't let me go on. Like I'm still, you know, still I'm in a timeout over this, but whatever. That's right. Yeah. No, he, you know, they, we had they admitted a, that, that somehow that there was a compromise on my Twitter account. They admit, they wrote there was us an and told to us. Compromise. You are fortunate to have an amazing team that completely no. foiled any attempts. But yes, well, I had a relationship at one point with some people over at Twitter and they have from time to time when there's issues and people are doing what we call, you know, selective media editing, which happens a lot on Twitter just to spread disinformation and I say, you know, guys, this is really egregious. We need to just stop. And they will. They'll handle it. But lately, unfortunately, it has been less than more of them helping. You know, Greg Jarrett just sent me a column that he wrote. Uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter censorship is an insult to democracy. They've got to stop or be broken up. He's not wrong. I mean, if they become that big and that powerful, and if they're going to decide that they want to push one political candidate over another, um, how much power are they going to be allowed to have, especially when they're given these protections on liability issues? They wield way too much marketplace power. Like, you can't own a, a radio station, a TV station, and a newspaper in the same market. There's always been these these rules. Now, I, I always felt in the end that it was going to be used to silence any conservative voices, but there aren't many of us anyway. Uh, oh, this is just breaking, by the way, out in uh, Arizona that I saw in the race with Martha McSally and Mark Kelly He's got his own issues out there, doesn't he, involving uh, China? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of news out of the Arizona race. And, you know, he's got a lot of friends with deep pockets that would love for him to get there so that they could have control of that state, too. And I think that's what you're saying is that there are a lot of people pushing a lot of money into races like Lindsey Graham's is no exception either. And what's happening no, they're doing is, it to Tillis. They're doing it to mm-hmm. Joni Ernst. They're doing it to Cory Gardner. They're doing it to Martha McSally. They're even doing it to Mitch McConnell. They're doing it to Purdue, who was on the other day. They're, they're doing it to Lindsay. They're doing it to everybody. They're, they're doing it to Susan Collins of Maine. Uh, the Washington Free Beacon broke the story that the campaign spokesman for uh, Democratic Senate candidate Mark Kelly referred to the police as worthless effing pigs. On Twitter in August. I guess he's going to claim he was hacked, too. Uh, according to the press, maybe it really is a good thing you've taken away all my social and, media. And remember, because, and because re- I have no access to anything anymore. And I have like five minders that, that have to I have to go through to get anything up there. It is a good thing. And quite frankly, the, the, the platform is, is really it, it's just there's so much fake news. And the problem is, and I say this all the time, we talk about it a lot amongst ourselves and our friends and our family, too is that there's so much information, it's too much for any one person, nobody can dissect it, and at the end of the day, they care about three main things, and that's paying their mortgage, putting gas in their car, feeding their kids, and that's it. It's very simple, and their health care. 
You know, and it's now, like we you know, have all it's, these It's answers. funny because, you know, what liberals do is they always want to silence conservatives. And by the way, I never believed Joy Reid when she was trying to make the same kind of case back in the day. And Mediaite was hammering her pretty hard. And I said, you know what? She should be given a chance to. And she I, I, she has no love for Sean Hannity. There's nobody in media that's ever stuck up for me when when all these attempts to silence my voice take place. Not that I, I, you know, I don't expect anything from anybody, but it's happened a bunch. Not one liberal ever speaks out and says, you know what? You may not like Hannity's opinion, but, you know, he has a right to have his opinion. They, they go along and j- just like they don't care. Liberals do not care about Hillary Clinton's obstruction. They didn't care about what it was a dirty Russian bought and paid for dossier. They don't care that they were warned not to trust Christopher Steele. They don't care that the FBI knew that Steele's source was a, a known Russian operative for 10 years. They don't care about any of this. They don't care about Hunter Biden. They don't care about Ukraine. They don't care about a real quid pro quo. They don't care about zero experience Hunter. They don't care about the Russian oligarchs, the Ukrainian oligarchs, the Kazakh oligarchs, the Russian nationals, Ukrainian nationals, Kazakh nationals, Chinese nationals. They don't care about the Bank of China. They don't care about Burisma Mahoney, only if it's Donald Trump. That's how sick and ugly This is what Donald Trump now has to overcome in 19 days. I'm not overstating the fact that these are powerful institutional forces that are that are trying to yield all of this influence. You know, if I have any doubt in the campaign about the president's reelection and and I can't tell you how this is going to end, it is because I see this for what it is. They put their weight on the scales and it's all in on helping this weak, frail, cognitive declining, you know, half a corpse in Joe Biden. And they all know it and they ignore that, too. It's just that's how deep their hatred is for all things Donald Trump. They don't care about the successful things they've done that he's done. They have lied now for four consecutive years They've done everything and anything they can do to destroy this man. And, they, you know, now they want to change election laws. This is, I'm telling you, this, I say goodbye to the great country we love if they're successful in these efforts. Because that means corruption wins out. That's what it, that, in the end, that is what it's going to be. Oh, you know what I thought was funny today? So Blumenthal this morning you know, he's very difficult. To, uh, honestly, the hearings this week were incredibly difficult to watch and to stomach. But there was a moment this morning where Blumenthal... By the way, there's something up with that guy. Oh, he there's, is a, so there's weird. a lot. There's, there's a lot. something it's so like weird about Voldemort. that guy. It's like watching Voldemort. It freaks me out. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but it, re- it, it really freaks me out. You can just see it. There's something in there it's that's off. really ugly. But he said today, might does not make right. And I thought, isn't that funny? You know, living in that glass house. It must be nice. Because there is nobody who's trying to spread more lies... And misdirect the American people than this guy. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know, him and Chris Coons. And I mean, Hirono. I mean, I can't decide which one I dislike the most. It's pretty. They're all insufferable. But I have of this. It is a it is a great conspiracy. This is now they tried an attempted coup. They tried to take out a duly elected president. They are now trying to elect somebody that they know is not strong enough for this job. 
They are willing to allow this. And what was the one poll that showed nearly, what, 60 percent of voters think no way Biden's going to finish a first term? The 25th commission is not for Trump. It's for Biden. Yeah, obviously. It's 100 percent for Biden so that Kamala Harris can get in there and do whatever it is that Kamala Harris does. Which well, let me stay on day. these new allegations because this is important. You're right. I don't disagree with you. New allegations surrounding the Biden family business starts to get traction and then in comes big tech to the rescue. It's just like the deep state, you know, doing the bidding of all things democratic socialists, just like the media mob lying as they as they do. I'm going to tell you the biggest Donald Trump's not reelected. The biggest losers will be the entire world. The entire world will suffer as a result of of what is an uh, unholy alliance of the media mob, everything Democratic Socialist, and everything Rhino Republican, because they they now are are so locked in in their hatred that they would they would take a frail, cognitively struggling candidate that it is an avowed socialist with a hundred and ten page plan with Bolshevik Bernie, a new Green Deal with AOC the most radical vice president ever to be elected, if it, was, if it ever happened in Kamala Harris, coupled with Schumer and Pelosi, everything's on the table. The biggest power grab in the history of the country. I'm just telling you, the United States as we know it, it's over. If their stated agenda is implemented, it's over. I don't see how you return ever get to return back to normalcy. Because what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and consolidate power. Make it. What do you think packing the courts is all about? That would be getting things done through exec, through judicial fiat that they could never get done at the ballot box. Right, DC Sean, statehood and other. Hang on, and DC statehood, other statehood. That's all about. A, that's a Democratic Senate majority in perpetuity. Amnesty is in the hopes of something of value. We'll give it to you, but we expect you to vote for us in perpetuity. And then there will be no opposition voices. We will be a one state country. And it will be just like every other failed socialist experiment. Chap, what did I write in Live Free or Die? Socialism. It's history of failure. And now they now now you got these big tech companies censoring news. But they had no problem promulgating and and, and propagandizing every lie against Donald Trump. And the Biden campaign is glad. But this, this is, is why we need to start early. You got the 1619 Project going into our classrooms, retelling the stories of history. I, I agree, but we got it's an election in, in, in 19 days. Right. And, and let, the, me t- let me go through this here, because Facebook and Twitter, you know, now they refuse to let you see the truth. It's a big deal. All this corruption exposed by this program, by Peter Schweitzer, by Ron Johnson, by Chuck Grassley. And nobody pays attention to it. The media doesn't even cover it. The most we got out of Jack Dorsey is, yeah, our communication around our actions on the New York Post is not great. That's all we got. Are they fixing it? They even locked out Kaylee McEnany. Kaylee McEnany, they, they censored. You know, Trump now has to fight this battle himself. What, doing two, three, four rallies a day to bypass the corrupt media mob? It's the only shot he's got. He's got me, Rush, you know, Mark, Joe Pags, Lars Larson, a bunch of us in radio. I'm Mark Simone. I mean, not a lot of us. There are other people, and I'm not 
missing your name on purpose. You know, there's a few of us out there on Fox. Not everybody on Fox agrees with Sean Hannity, as you know. And the president is out there and all they're doing is contributing to the Biden socialist agenda. It's pretty sick. It's also dangerous. Josh Hawley, I think he's joining us on TV tonight, said could they, there's no there is there can be no serious doubt the Biden campaign deserves extraordinary value depriving voters access to information. How about you get to read the information and you get to decide if it's true or not? Now we have to get to the bottom of it with 19 days to go. It is scary. This is just censoring the New York Post because they don't like the they didn't like what they found. Smearing anybody that asked the questions. And Joe needs to, Joe won't even answer a question. You don't have a right to know if he's going to pack the court. So much for the claims of Facebook as a neutral platform. That's just a lie. Andy Stone, Facebook's policy communications manager, boasting about burying the Post story yesterday. Within hours, Twitter was preventing its users from tweeting the story and then shutting you down. Censor first, ask questions later. Unbelievable. And can I add one thing? You can add one thing. Fantastic. Have you ever noticed that when you search in the almighty Google platform, how many conservative sites come up? None. How many stories are you going to find on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden? How many are you going to find on what happened with Burisma? You're not going to find any of this. You have to have know what theory. you're looking for. I have a theory that I think certain websites have been bought and purchased and compromised. I don't agree with that at all, but I don't. nothing's out of the realm of possibility. In this day and age? Who knows? I mean, you think about like the Locke Society, right? A conservative group that's trying to spread teachings to our kids about the real history and you compare that to 1619 does any has anybody heard of the lock society no but they're all talking about 1619 i could tell you look at these pictures of of hunter biden and then you look at oligarchs from kazakhstan ukraine russia nationals from china russia ukraine kazakh nationals you look at the money we're talking about, the compromised nature of Joe Biden, the corruption that is just out there, and you can't even talk about it. And the mob protects all things Biden. He gets more days off than anybody I've ever seen. He's not up to the job. That's why he needs his hot cocoa and his 9.30 a.m. lit every day so he can hide. He's going to rest all day, I'm sure, in the hopes that he can get through the hour tonight on this town hall. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Write down our toll-free number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. So many facets as it reflects all of the zero experience of Hunter Biden and the monies that have been made. And now that we have, you know, social media giants like Facebook and Twitter and, and others uh, blocking information vital to the American voter. In other words, an in-kind, from my perspective, an in, what would be considered an in-kind donation even, and not being upfront, not being honest and open about it. And by the way, don't forget, a lot of these content companies, as they describe themselves, they have this liability protection, but as soon as they become editors of content, which they are now becoming, they would lose that protection and that would mean that they could be liable for things that are put on there. Now, think of all the, the lies that were told about Trump and Russia, Russia, Trump, Ukraine 
and President Trump and impeachment. Uh, there's never an effort by the left to ever, you know, si- any of these social media giants. They're not silencing opposition voices or controlling content to the degree that they have been. The new allegations are straightforward and very damning as it relates to Hunter Biden. We talked about what did he say in Good Morning America? No experience in oil or gas or energy or Ukraine, but yet he's making millions of dollars. Uh, Now these emails confirm that in spite of what his father had said publicly, that he was uh, acutely aware and even meeting with Uh, officials from Burisma. Uh, Then, of course, it's the China deal. Hunter Biden flies on Air Force Two to China, and that's when he comes back. Again, no experience that we've ever been able to find of zero experience Hunter with a one billion dollar deal with the Bank of China that later becomes one point five billion hundred thousand dollar shopping spree uh, for the for the Hunter Biden family. Uh, Now it gets even deeper and further at three and a half million dollars. We have you know, these wire transfers going back and forth with Kazakhstan and Kazakh uh, oligarchs, Ukrainian oligarchs, Russian oligarchs and Russian nationals, Ukrainian nationals, Kazakhstan uh, nationals and Chinese nationals. Uh, and the question is, where is the media in terms of telling the truth? Well, they're pretty much non-existent. Uh, Joe Biden hears him answering questions about Hunter's business dealings. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business. Yes, I stand by that statement. I stand by that statement. Well, these emails that were put out by the New York Post contradict that completely. Remember, Joe Biden was on with Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show and snapped at her over Hunter Biden and the issue of Ukraine. Has it occurred to you that there's a certain irony here that here the president is accused of and has acknowledged wanting to get information about your son Hunter and his dealings with Ukraine? And this process of impeachment has ensured that everyone knows about Hunter's dealings with Ukraine. That's a good thing. And no one's found anything wrong with his dealings with Ukraine, except they say it sets a bad image. Well, do you agree that it sets a bad image? And my son said that. Do you think it was wrong for him to take that position? No. Knowing that it was really because but, that but it, company it, wanted access to you. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? Well, don't Who you said think that? that? Don't you think that it's just one of those things where people think, well, that seems kind of sleazy. Why would he have that job if not for his who his father was? Because he's a very bright guy. I guess the question I'm kind of asking is, appearance. was it right? His appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he said he regretted having done it. Speak for himself. The grown man. Speak for himself. Then you got pictures in the New York Post today, and apparently there's a ton more. One with a a crack pipe in Hunter Biden's mouth, and it gets uh, even worse from there. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin has been a driving force in getting out a lot of this information to we, the American people, on all of this. Um, and put out this uh, 87-page report that the mob and the media pretty much ignored also. Uh, Senator, welcome back to the program. We're really only tip, there's only 
you know, a tip of the spear here in terms of just how deep these financial dealings go with uh, with Hunter cashing in on his then vice president's uh, position and using that position and emails that show uh, that they, these foreign countries are ask, actually asking Hunter Biden uh, to reach out to government officials uh, to do certain things, uh, which is why they were paying him seemingly in the first place. Your take. Yeah, Shawnee, I, I was amazed at how uh, the mainstream media just completely dismissed uh, our 87-page report that was really chock full of all kinds of information about the, the cash transactions. And, you know, just raising so many troubling questions that are just crying out to be investigated and to be answered. But, uh, again, the, the mainstream media is part and parcel of the progressive left, the Democrat Party, and so they're going to continue to suppress this. Uh, but th- these are very serious issues that the, the vice president uh, needs to, to uh, address, the uh, questions he needs to answer, and that the press needs to start asking him, and that they need to start investigating. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that more information is coming out. I think it speaks volumes that uh, at least the initial denial is really a non-denial. Uh, you know, his, his law firm say, well, you, we looked at the official schedule and we didn't see this meeting. Well, there are all kinds of meetings that aren't on the official schedule. I, I don't think I'd, you know, I, I would understand why the vice president wouldn't want to see this meeting put on the official schedule. But other than that, I, I haven't heard any denial in terms of the, the validity of these emails. And I think every day that goes by without uh, proof that these things aren't genuine, uh, loves an awful lot of credence to them. And, and as you said, I, you know, my knowledge is there's a lot of information on this disk drive that uh, will probably continue to, to be uh, needed out here by the New York Post. We, we know that the disk drive is in the hands of the FBI. They apparently have had it for some time. Do you have a copy of it? Uh, we do not, because, again, we're trying to do our due diligence. Uh, but that's a big question I have. What has the FBI done with it? So the issue I raised on your program last night, I mean, are we, are we seeing... Two systems of justice, you know, one where the FBI will go after the, the, the wildest rumor against Donald Trump and his campaign and turn that into a special counsel and spend tens of millions of dollars and put you know, dozens of agents on the thing. But then they get something like this uh, right around the impeachment trial, where this is kind of central to the whole issue of the phone call. What did they do? Did they verify whether this is truly what it appears to be, a, you know, Hunter Biden's uh, computer. I mean, did, what did they do with this? We don't know. And, 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 of course, they're not saying anything about it either. What do you make of Facebook and Twitter's decision uh, to keep the American people in the dark making an editorial decision? Um, Jack Dorsey at Jack at Twitter, you know, says, well, maybe we didn't handle this properly here. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz is actually going further, and and he's pointing out that he wants uh, the CEOs of Twitter and Facebook uh, to come in and to be subpoenaed and explain why they're doing uh, all of this. He said this is election interference. We're 19 days out of an election. It has no precedent in the history of a democracy. And he wants to know what the hell's going on. And by the way, he's not the only senator like yourself that has been outspoken about it. Uh, can you get these guys in and get an explanation and, and why, if they're going to be editing content available to the people that use their sites, why do they still uh, maintain this 
liability protection provision? Uh, I think it's outrageous. I, I think the, the real serious issue that we need to address as a society is can we continue to allow such an enormous concentration of power and control of information in the hands of just a few people? Now, Sean, we don't allow an individual to have a newspaper, a TV station, radio station, uh, ownership in a small little town because we, we don't want an individual to control the information in a, like I say, in a small town. And yet, we, we are letting America's oligarchs, we're letting these individuals have such a profound impact. You know, uh, Dr. Epstein was talking about what Google might have done with their ephemeral uh, manipulation of search and how they affected tens of millions of votes in the 2018 election, millions of votes for Hillary Clinton in 2016. They're probably right back at it again in 2020. These are very serious issues that do need to be addressed and investigated, and potentially a, a legislative solution needs to be found for them. Now, we have Hunter Biden saying he had no experience in oil, gas, energy, or Ukraine, but got millions of dollars. We know that there were requests by Burisma for interference by Hunter and, and Devin Archer, his partner. We also know that after flying to China with his father on Air Force Two, that a lucrative $1 billion deal was made with the Bank of China. That deal then became a $1.5 billion deal. Uh, netting Hunter massive amounts of equity and revenue in a partnership with the Bank of China. He later opened up a joint bank account with uh, a Chinese nation connected to China's Communist Party, and that would fund a $100,000 shopping spree for Hunter and his family. We know in February of 2014, Hunter received a $3.5 million wire transfer from a corrupt Russian oligarch, the First Lady of Moscow. Uh, Joe Biden was confronted uh, on this issue at the first debate, and he outright denied it. Was he lying? Yes, and he has been lying. I, I never believed when he made that statement that he'd never talked to Hunter Biden about his overseas business. I mean, he was on a multi-hour flight to China, and then, you know, Hunter had his own agenda, and part of the agenda was to arrange for a handshake with the vice president, with uh, Jonathan Lee, his, his eventual business associate. And then we we did prove in our 87-page report, Amos Hochstein, who was a special envoy over to Ukraine, is the only government in individual that we can find that actually talked to the, the vice president about this glaring conflict of interest. What the vice president did based on that conversation, he went to Hunter and suggested Hunter have a meeting with Amos Hochstein to discuss this. So obviously the vice president spoke with Hunter about that glaring conflict of interest. And again, it just makes no sense whatsoever. It's completely unbelievable that the vice president didn't speak to uh, Hunter Biden about his overseas uh, transactions. There's, there's after, no way. after all yeah, that we've been through, business. after all we've been through with an impeachment uh, and all the talk of quid and pros and quos, uh, and I didn't even mention the Kazakh oligarch wiring 140 grand for Hunter Biden's firm for the pur purchase of buying a new car. Um, it seems like foreign policy favors uh, even even leveraging a billion taxpayer dollars. This was the normal course of business with countries all around the world. Uh, why would this not be? Uh, viewed as a significant and serious and clear and present national security danger to this country. Well, it is. But again, the mainstream media is in the back pocket. They are part and parcel of the progressive left. They hate Donald Trump. They want to make sure that, uh, that Kamala Harris eventually becomes president, I guess. And so they're not going to report on it. 
And it is outrageous. And one of the things I've said about our, our report that was ignored is, oh, well, there's nothing illegal there. Again, it's not my job to prove illegality. But by the way, just because something is not illegal doesn't make it right. And I, I also said well, that, that, that wasn't the argument Democrats were making, though, during impeachment. But stay right there. More with uh, Senator Ron Johnson, Wisconsin. Uh, his 87 page report is blockbuster. Now it's expanding out further. We'll have a lot more details on this uh, throughout the program today. All right. A final moment. Senator Ron Johnson, Wisconsin, is with us. We only have a minute, Senator. Um we're only 19 days out of an election. Um, I, I understand that people want to hear from the Bidens. The media is obviously protecting them. Uh, what is the best way for people to really understand what has happened here and what is at stake? And how do we it seems like Republicans, if you spit on the sidewalk, you get put in jail for 10 years. If you're a Democrat, you get away with anything. Well, they need to keep listening to your show because you've been uh, on top of this uh, scandal for years, as I have as well. But the point I was trying to make before the break is uh, our report raised far more questions than it answered. There's no doubt about that. I think we're probably only now just scratching the surface. And my guess is this disk drive that the New York Post has possession of, what we've been told, is just is just chock full of information. We will probably get a steady stream of this information. Hopefully, hopefully, the mainstream media will start paying. Can you ask Director Ray why he's not sharing it with uh, your committee? We, we have contacted the FBI. We're trying to get some answers. Uh, but uh, Don't hold your breath. Throughout our investigations, precisely, they have not been cooperative, not in the slightest. That's sad. Uh, Senator, thanks for the good work you're doing. Is Donald Trump going to win Wisconsin? I believe so. The, the, the enthusiasm for him is sky high. And just based on his record, Wisconsin should send him back for another four years. All right. Thank you, Senator Ron Johnson. We'll keep following the story. 800-941-SEAN. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. Blockbuster new video. We'll break that next. And we'll get into these big social media giants and their in-kind donations. Is that what it is? For all things Biden and the cover-up, straight ahead. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza? Best election coverage available on your radio dial. And don't believe the mob, the media. This is now final 19 days. Every day is going to be an emotional roller coaster. I'm trying to psychologically prepare you for the battle that is ahead and not not allow yourself to be influenced by people that have agendas. Here's the bottom line. This is this this is an election that can be won. Anybody that tells you otherwise is lying to you. I, I, I cannot today, 19 days away from Election Day, tell you what the outcome will be. I can tell you that if you believe that every single vote is going to matter and you mobilize your friends, your family, your co-workers and you do your part, the, the you can look yourself in the mirror the day after the election and say, I did everything I could do. And that's what I'm urging you to do. Don't let them deflate you, influence you, convince you, tell you anything. Uh, we'll get to a lot of this. Uh, Project Veritas has now struck again. Uh, this is pretty unbelievable tape that they got here. It is there is now a lot of articles that have been, that have been written about these wild, violent, even extreme anarchist groups and plans that many of them have for a post-election uh, victory if it's Donald Trump, uh, even if it's Biden in some cases because he's not left-wing enough. I mean, the compromise, cognitively struggling Biden. I, you know, I had a friend of mine say to me the other day, I, I can't see this guy 
finishing out not only his first term, but a year, two years max. He seems in a significant decline. Anyway, you know, the American people hopefully will factor that in and make their own decisions because the mob and the media are protecting them. But anyway, so they actually have uh, part one and part two uh, violent our revolution uh, where you have out of Colorado um, a Democrat, an operative Antifa militant promoting killing literally in the streets um, and it's all on tape. We have a comfortable majority on the Weld Democratic Party Executive Committee. Anyway, also the person identifies himself as such. And 12 of our 14 members that go to the state Democratic Party for this and for Colorado are revolution members. Uh, anyway, our friends at Project Veritas. Uh, now, let me play cut number one, which is James O'Keefe. The person's name is Chris Jacks. He's the chair of the Revolution Weld and a member of Colorado's Democratic Party promoting violence and suggesting that Biden will do what we want. Listen to this. 2020 is a political revolution. I am going to do everything morally acceptable to win. I will lie, I will cheat, I will steal because that's morally acceptable in this political environment. This is Chris Jacks from Our Revolution, a radical left 501c4 organization bent on creating a quote, political revolution in the United States. Jacks represents the Democratic Party here in Colorado. And Jack says a Biden administration will be used to advance his political objectives or else there will be violence. It's going to take a strategic hit against the, the 0.1% that's in charge. Because that's who it is. It's killing, killing random Nazis in the street, random bootlickers. So you want to do some Versailles You want to do some Antifa you really want to change this country that way with violence? There's only one way to do it. You got to get people that are close to billionaires and start just random billionaires start turning up dead. I mean, Bezos at the top of the list. So I do think there needs to be a militant group, and I love Antifa for that reason. I love that there's you. You always have to have somebody that's willing to hold up the flag and say, "No, this is the line in the sand, and we're the ones holding that line." But it, but they ain't stabbed. Mother like they used to. <laughs> they don't have to though, because they used to stop. See? Yeah. And, and that's all we gotta say. No. Guillotines. Motherfucker. That's all I gotta say. Option A, what I'm proposing. Option two, slicey boys. What are your choices? Which one do you want? Joe Biden is presumably left wing and he's got a functioning signing hand. And as long as there's progressive legislation that comes across his desk, I am confident we can occupy his house. We know where he'll live. So there you think. And, and yeah, he, he wants to veto Medicare for all, let him veto it. He's never leaving that house again without protest. Half of the struggle that I have ain't with Republicans. It isn't with the right wing. It's with moderates in, our, in the Democratic Party. They underestimate how many people on the left are organized, trained, armed, and ready to go. All right, so that was the first undercover video. Then uh, Project Veritas's uh, founder, CEO, James O'Keefe, having this in hand, then confronts this guy, Chris Jacks, and the guy stands behind everything that he said. Listen. Chris Jacks, 
Is that seat taken? How you doing? This is this is uh, you on hidden camera talking about the need to uh, change the country with violence. You guys are amazing. You guys are truly unbelievable. Can I quote you? Why do you think that's morally acceptable in this environment to lie, cheat, and steal? I am a member of the Democratic Party. What positions are those? Um, I'd rather not get into it because it has nothing to do with what I'm what I'm trying to say. Is yes, I will lie to people who lie to us. I will cheat people who cheat us. How do you cheat? What type of cheating are we going to be doing in this election? I, I can't answer that question. What is your name? My name is James O'Keefe. I've heard of your name. I'm, I'm quoting you here. You are quoting me, and I'm <laughs> He's on tape. to you. Uh, you're absolutely right. Why the obsession with guillotines? <laughs> it, it is a readily known symbol for anybody who has been in any sort of political and revolutionary talk. We didn't put these words in your mouth. You're right. You asked the question. And we have the tape. We right. have the questions. We'll you're play right. it. So, and I stand by everything that I said. Do you work for McCorkle? No, I don't work for anybody. I'm a volunteer. All right. What's your position in the Democratic Party? Uh, no, no comment. No comment. James O'Keefe joins us right now. Um, What's scary about this is when he first says it's not just him, it's 12 of 14 members of the state Democratic Party are part of this revolution or are revolution members that he says, right? Yeah, yeah, Sean. Thanks. Thank you. And, and this by, by the way, you, you, you have a lot of guts. Here's a guy that's talking about not only lying and and doing cheating and stealing and and obviously advocating things that I interpret as violence. Uh, but then you confront him face to face and, uh, you know, takes a certain amount of guts to do what you do, Mr. O'Keefe. Just saying. Well, well, thank you, Sean Hannity. Uh, yeah, we did confront Jax, this guy in the video who's saying he wants to do violent revolution with guillotines, kill people in the street. And this guy's also a, uh, a Democratic Party of Colorado executive and central committee. He has been terminated, Chris Jax, this man, from his job. He works for a company called CenturyLink in Colorado. We've been trying to get to the Democratic Party of Colorado to see if they've terminated his his position. And this guy, I mean, he's, he's saying he wants extremist violence. He wants to kill people. He says he wants to, quote, lie, cheat, and steal in order to win because this is a, quote, political revolution in 2020. He wants to do some Antifa stuff. He likes Antifa. He's got to commit violence, and, and people have got to start turning up dead. So, yeah, he's, he's got a prominent position there in Colorado in the Democratic Party. So I walked up to him, Dateline NBC style, and remarkably, Sean, he stood by everything he said. This is the first guy I've ever investigated who stands by what he said in the hidden camera tape. Probably the most extraordinary development of all from my interaction with him. Well, I, I, again, to say all of that, what else are you picking up that their goal and their motivation and their plans are? Because it's not only against Donald Trump winning, but if they have plans if even Biden were to win this election. Yeah, that, that was remarkable in the undercover tapes of this man, Chris Jacks. He said that Biden is basically just, he said he's a signing hand. He's a cadaver, a functioning hand that will sign all the stuff the radical progressives want. And if he doesn't, they will, quote, occupy his house. There will be there'll be riots. There will be violence. There will be extremist activity. So he's basically going to coerce the Biden administration into doing whatever it is that they want. This is per Chris Jackson, this tape. I happen to believe him. I've seen other tapes like this before. We did an investigation. The Bernie Sanders campaign said the same thing. There'll be violence in the streets. So And there, ha- and there was. And there was in violence in Colorado recently. A man was shot down. So... 
it's pretty revealing, not shocking, but what is particularly shocking again is that this guy stood by everything he said. He did not say, I took him out of context. He said, I stand by it. We have to lie and we have to cheat. We have, he says, we have to cheat people who cheat us. A very Machiavellian statement, but this is what these people actually believe. Why do you expect that violence could be a part of this? Well, uh, he, and I'm just quoting him here. Um, there's quote, you really want to change this country, you got to use violence. There's only one way to do it. You got to get people that are close to the, the 1%, and random people have to turn up dead. And he names Jeff Bezos. He says it has to be this, this class war. It has to happen. It's a revolution. Well, he said mass civil unrest will spill into the city streets, residential neighborhoods, according to the leftist war games. I'm not exactly sure what that means. We're ready to do it, he said. We're on, he said, uh, justifying violence to gain uh, complete political control of the country. He thinks that the right wing has a monopoly right now on strong, violent rhetoric. And I think they underestimate how many people on the left are organized, trained, armed and ready to go should they decide to do their shh. And it goes on from there. And he even then starts talking about, you know, there's a reason you guys feared the communists more than you feared the Nazis. Not sure of his analogy. Alleging Martin Luther King Jr. would not have been successful, but for Malcolm X, the Nation of Islam, Black Panthers, all of them doing their thing. Yeah, the Denver, Pol- Denver Police Department announced they're investigating this guy. They wrote, thank you for your concern. The information we passed along to the proper personnel. This is for the De- Denver, Colorado Police Department. But as we always see with these things, Sean, these are, these are strange times. And after what we did in Minnesota showing the fraud, ballot harvesting, nobody did anything. They investigated me. The New York Times attacked me. Uh, we haven't, we have seen multiple TV stations in Colorado refuse to air these tapes. So we are, we are living in times where I don't know what could be exposed. We got to go directly to the people. We got to get these tapes. Look, look, look at social media and the shutdown of even the New York Post and and uh, nobody in law enforcement seems that interested. I would think there'd be more urgency in a case like this, as is always the case. Now, this has been a two day uh, release on your part. Is there any more coming? Yes, we have more coming tonight. There's a Senate race in Colorado between Cory Gardner and John Hickenlooper, and uh, we have a staffer from the uh, Hickenlooper campaign on tape saying some things. Um, Again, this guy, Chris Jacks, is a member of the Democratic Party Executive and Central Committee in Colorado, and he's he's not he's he's not a person you know by name, but he's got a position. He's the chairman of our revolution, an organization there in Colorado designed to create a revolution in the United States. So I think the one thing the communists fear is are being exposed. They fear exposure. And that's that's something that we do very effectively. And we will release another installment this evening, hopefully get a response from the Democratic Party and from the John Hickenlooper campaign there in Colorado, a very important, very important state in the presidential election. And, and uh, all I can say is stay tuned. And and uh, if you last question, inside, are you working on other projects that will be released before Election Day? Well, of course. I mean, we've got we're probably gonna I'm just asking. I mean, I get paid to ask questions, but. I should have known better. All right, James O'Keefe. We're releasing videos every day. Thank you. Founder, CEO, Project Veritas. We have the videos uh, on our website or a link to Project Veritas on uh, Hannity.com. Quick break. When we come back, social media giants all in for all things Joe Biden. 
and blacking out uh, the story about zero experience Hunter and all the financial corruption that we've been chronicling as we continue. News Roundup information overload uh, is next. Hannity 9 tonight. Set your DVR. We'll continue. All right. Glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. Only 19 days. You are the ultimate jury. This whole, well, censorship issue, contribution in kind, or what Senator Ted Cruz is now calling election interference, Facebook, Twitter, and elsewhere, that they literally are 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 blacking out news coverage that is uh, not exactly favorable to all things quid pro quo Joe, especially relating to zero experience Hunter. Ted Cruz calling it election interference. We're 19 days out of an election. It has no precedent precedent in the history of this democracy. And he went on to say that I have discussed this with my fellow senators at length, and we will be issuing subpoenas to at Jack, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee next Friday, to come before the committee, the American people, and explain why they're abusing their corporate power to silence the press and cover up allegations of corruptions. So it's getting more interesting by the day. Now, the president has been weighing in on this. He weighed in on it last night and uh, earlier today in Greenville, North Carolina. Here's what he said. It's out of control. And it's like a third arm, maybe a first arm, of the DNC. Twitter and Facebook, they're all, they're like, they're like, uh, really, it's, it's a massive campaign contribution. It, this is a third arm of the DNC, the radical left movement. And if big tech persists in coordination with the mainstream media, we must immediately strip them of their Section 230 protection. Okay, it's very simple. And we all believe in freedom of the press, but don't forget, big tech got something years ago that let them become big tech. They got total protection. They don't get sued. They don't get anything. They're totally protected. So the government gave that. So that takes away that little feeling that, oh, gee, we can't talk to them about freedom of the press, etc. No, we're going to take away their Section 230 unless they shape up. Uh, That Section 230 that the president is referring to that says that no provider or user of interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. In other words, online intermediaries that host or republish speech are protected against a range of lawsuits that would other that they would otherwise be held accountable to and responsible for. And uh, the protections, by the way, once you become once you become an editor, those protections go away. Anyway, here to weigh in on all of this, Julie Kelly, political commentator, senior contributor to uh, America. American greatness, Joe Concha, commentator, and of course, opinion media columnist, observer at the Hill. Thank you both, Joe Concha. I'm looking at this. I've never seen a blackout 19 days before an election like the one we're seeing. Your reaction? And not a blackout in the traditional sense, Sean, right, where you just don't report the news. We're getting news suppressed. Remember, when people think media, they think ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, Washington Times, uh, I'm sorry, Washington Post, New York Times. Remember, Americans get their news from social media more than any other place. Think about that. Nearly half get it from Facebook alone. Not that Facebook is producing the news, but people share stories, then people read it from there. So when Twitter and Facebook both decide that you can't see this story 
And on top of that, in terms of the New York Post story with Hunter Biden, on top of that, if you share the story, if you retweet it, we're going to eliminate your account. We're going to lock you out and prevent you from sharing any more information, as we saw with the White House press secretary, Kelly McEnany, and even the Trump campaign. So even George Orwell is looking down on this and saying, this is even extreme, even for what I thought it was going to be like in 1984. This is very chilling, dangerous stuff, and the problem is the media doesn't seem to care that much. We saw in the nightly newscast last night, it was barely covered, and when it was covered, it was from the perspective of the Biden campaign in terms of just dismissing it, nothing to see here, it's just a gambit by the Trump Well, they actually, though, said, well, it's possible. They also then kind of pulled back on their statement, oh, it's possible that uh, the vice president could have met with this third person in charge of Burisma after many, many denials. There's no story there. But, you know, Joe, this goes way beyond just Burisma. This is now a billion five deal Bank of China, Chinese national giving zero experience hunter. Uh, what, a $100,000 shopping spree. Uh, this is about uh, in 2014, a Kazakh oligarch wiring 140 grant to Hunter Biden's firm earmarked for a new car. Again, Hunter, zero experience in Kazakhstan. It's also Hunter receiving, the president was right in the debate, three and a half million dollars in a wire transfer from a corrupt Russian oligarch, the the woman identified as the first lady of Moscow, the the, for, the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, he has zero experience in the country of Russia. Then you've got him opening up a, a joint bank account with a with Chinese nation connected to China's Communist Party. $100,000 shopping spree. Then you got zero experience Hunter in a Chinese state-backed investment, netting Hunter massive amounts of equity, revenue, and partnerships with the Bank of China. Now you have Joe on record saying, you know, I knew nothing about the business dealings, when in fact these emails in the New York Post are showing just the opposite, Julie Kelly. Sean, how funny, just last Friday, you and I were talking about this issue, and I raised the idea that these big tech companies should be charged with campaign uh, finance violations for breaking the law, uh, which the law prohibits corporations from directly donating to political candidates. And here we are, less than a week later, that's exactly what they've been doing. And it's nice to see the president and others call for that sort of legal recourse. The repeal of 230 would come way too late. Uh, you know, some Republicans have already been trying that over the past few years unsuccessfully. But it seems like the bigger, the greater legal recourse would be to slap them with egregious campaign finance violations up to hundreds of millions of dollars in in-kind and direct donations they're making to the Biden campaign and the Democratic Party. Well, I mean, I'm, I, look, I'll take Ted Cruz's position. I, I have no idea. I'm not, I don't have all this information myself. Uh, that the New York Post has. I don't have the hard drive, uh, but I did see the pictures that they showed uh, in the New York Post today of Hunter Biden literally with a, a what is obviously a crack pipe in his mouth, uh, dead asleep. And apparently this is th these are the mild pictures and videos apparently on this hard drive. Um, you heard this guy, I guess, that founded it at this shop. I mean, I, I have no idea where this all came from. Um, Joe, but, but the question is, how do they get to decide 
uh, what is fit to print or not fit to print and then still get the liability protection uh, when they always make the decision to protect a Democrat and go after every Republican. They, they never pull back on their Trump-Russia collusion lies, uh, Joe Concha. And, and, and I love the excuse, too, uh, for instance, from Twitter that says, well, we, you, we, we won't allow you to share this New York Post story because it contains information that was hacked and stolen. Hacked and stolen. This was on a laptop that Hunter Biden just forgot about in some Delaware computer shop. So no one hacked or, uh, and, and went into this. And by the way, uh, if we're not reporting on things or we can't share stories about hacked or stolen materials, how did the Trump taxes story exactly get into the New York Times just a couple of weeks ago? And you might want to read about this thing called the Pentagon Papers sometime from 1971 as far as leaked or illegal information getting out. At least that was the perspective, uh, perspective of, uh, of the uh, Nixon White House. So Look, the bottom line is this shouldn't be a right-wing story or a left-wing story. This is an American story. And if you're the press right now hearing all these, all these facts now coming out about Hunter Biden, you should be two things, pissed off and curious. And instead, it's suppression because they're trying to push the 77-year-old candidate over the finish line with 19 days to go. But that's been the story for the whole campaign, hasn't it, yep. Joe Concha? Because if Joe doesn't want to even tell, if, tell us if he's going to pack the courts. He's not ha- even been asked about D.C. statehood or other states. He's not been asked about, well, how many millions of people are you willing to give amnesty to? Uh, we're talking now literally about what would be the biggest power grab in history. Um, and he doesn't get asked questions. He puts a lid on his campaign, Julie, at 930 most mornings or at least every other day. And when he does go out for one day or two days, they end up being verbal gaff disaster days for him. That's right. And uh, the media is doing a great job, both social media and regular media, running interference for him. He called a lid yesterday morning as soon as this these stories went viral, and he let his uh, Silicon Valley oligarchs for the Democratic Party do his dirty work for him. Um, he's supposed to have a town hall meeting, I believe, tonight. Uh, the thing is, the great part about being Joe Biden or a Democrat is that he knows that he's not going to face tough questions about this. They've already, the media's discrediting it, calling it a Russian disinformation campaign. He knows he will be protected, you know, by the Washington Post and CNN. He won't face any tough questions, but this information is out there. The, the funny part, the irony is by what Twitter and Facebook did yesterday, they actually amplified the story. So it's hard for any average American to avoid reading this. Apparently, there's more bombshells to come. But look, big tech's interference is not just before the election. They have a whole plan for what they plan to do after Election Day to prolong this, our misery, into January of 2021 to silence the president. They're already banning content or criticism about mail-in balloting. They're going to prevent any candidate from declaring victory, including the president. So they have an entire plan underway. We're just getting a glimpse of it now. And luckily, thanks to what they did this week, Americans can't ignore it anymore. Well, I don't think Americans can ignore it anymore. But what they are, what you're describing is a prescription for absolute chaos in this country. Um, and I shudder to think what happens now. I will tell you the fact that they will ignore the fact that he is weak and frail and cognitively struggling. Um, you know, I had somebody mention to me yesterday, Joe Concha, that they they can't see Joe Biden if he continues this precipitous decline. Uh, even finishing out the first year, there are polls showing that 60 percent of Americans don't think he'd be able to fill out his first term. Are we really even paying enough attention to his vice presidential choice? 
No, hardly any, right? You know why? She hasn't had one press conference, one, since she was chosen as Joe Biden's running mate. Not even a gaggle, which means you talk to reporters like the president does sometimes when he's going out to Marine One. So, yeah, they've hidden her as well because she's only the most liberal senator in Congress. And that's not me saying that. that that's actually uh, been proven by, by several watchdog groups that are uh, nonpartisan. But look, what's lost here is in this whole controversy, right, around the competing town halls that we're seeing tonight, speaking of getting questions, you know, the, the president will be on NBC, Biden will be on ABC, and now everybody at NBC, including, you know, people internally are screaming, how could you give Trump equal time, which is, you know, I thought that's kind of the goal, right, uh, is the fact that at the last NBC town hall, there were many Biden supporters that were asking questions, but they said it was only undecided voters, including two guys that were actually on MSNBC six weeks beforehand saying they were voting for Joe Biden. So tonight, what are these town halls going to look like? Is it going to be fair and balanced? Are we going to get Trump supporters and Biden supporters asking questions? Or is it going to be the fixed fight that we've seen time and time again? I have a feeling it's going to be the latter. So if we see it with social media, Twitter, Facebook manipulating this election, and we see it with CNN, and we see it with NBC, and we'll see it with ABC in terms of everybody behind the Democratic uh, nominee, and no one seems to care outside of, you know, this show and people like me. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's unbelievable. All right. We will, by the way, on Hannity, uh, those two town halls will be over. We'll have all the highlights when we come on the air at 9 Eastern tonight. Set your DVR for the Fox News Channel. And as we continue this, uh, well, social media blackout of any negative stories about Joe Biden, zero experience Hunter. Can you imagine Joe Concha if this last name was not Biden, but Trump? Oh, I can, because I saw the movie. It was called the Trump Tower Meeting with Donald Trump Jr. and a Russian lawyer. And that was the smoking gun that showed collusion. Yeah, they, they went with that, which, which was uh, as flimsy as it possibly gets. The meeting ended early, apparently. They talked about adoptions, and they and, and the media ran with that breathlessly, just like they did the dossier, which, boy, it sounds awfully bondish, doesn't it? The dossier, very important, yes, the P-tape, all that stuff. Every unfounded allegation against the president has been blown up and now this gets suppressed and and you know oh by the way uh tonight was supposed to be the second presidential debate sean uh, remember that and that's how we got to these town halls eventually how's that whole investigation to steve scully the moderator's uh twitter account being hacked coming because i haven't heard anything about that again i tweet uh, if i were to uh, hack somebody's account uh, a presidential moderator my first order of business is to send the scaramucci tweet and then not do anything else after that it's it's pathetic again no one's of course curious about what happened there and that's Part of the reason why I think that debate got canceled, by the way, Sean, because Steve Scully would, would, would have had to answer a lot of questions around being biased. So the commission just said, eh, screw it, let's just get rid of it. And, and now look at the mess that we're in tonight. Julie, we'll give you the last word. Oh, boy. How do I keep up with that? Um, <laughs> it's, I, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, this is one of the big problems with early voting. You have millions, tons of millions of Americans who are already voting without full information. Uh, you know, props to Rudy Giuliani for getting this information out there. Props to the New York Post for posting it. Um, I, there's going to be more to come. And, you know, we're, luckily, shows like you, Sean, and other outlets like ours in the Hill are getting this information out there to the extent that we can. And, you know, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, we're 19 days away. The American people will decide this is a blockbuster development in this campaign. And this matters on every level. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We'll come back. We'll get to your calls. Final half hour. Hannity tonight, right after the two town halls, we'll have all the highlights, news, information, moments, if you will, that the mob and the media probably won't won't 
report on. That's 9 Eastern Hannity tonight. Fox News set your DVR. We'll continue. I guess we don't deserve to know. 25 to the top of the hour. Uh, I'm, you know, you, you, you watch the mob, you watch the media, and they're so predictable. They really are. Uh, now they're, they're literally now demanding almost that uh, NBC move its town hall away from the time of the Joe Biden town hall on ABC. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. Anyway, let's see if they give in to pressure. I wonder if, you know, if you listen to the fumbling and the bumbling and the the excuse making, and now we know outright lies of Joe as it relates to the business dealings of Zero Experience Hunter. Let's play some of the longer montage that we put together here and see if he's going to be asked this tonight. That is at the top of my list. Listen. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right questions. I, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Why was it appropriate when you were the vice president for him to have foreign investments? Well, the fact is I was unaware of his investments until it occurred, and I've never discussed what my son's business with him because I didn't want any conflict. No one has suggested that my son did anything wrong. There's nobody has indicated there's a single solitary thing that he did that was inappropriate, wrong, or any relationship to other than the appearance. It looked bad because he was there. There is a photo of you uh, golfing with your son, Hunter, and his business partner, Devin Archer. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business? Yes, I stand by that statement. It's not a conflict of interest. There's been no indication of any conflict of interest from Ukraine or anywhere else, period. And what I'm not going to let you all do is take the focus off the problem. No one, no one has asserted my son did a single thing wrong. No one has asserted that I have done anything wrong except a lying president. And are you vulnerable on this issue at all because of your son's business dealings in in China? No, I don't believe so at all. My son's business dealings were not anything with everybody that he's talking about, not even remotely, number one. Do you think your son is fair game here? His son or my son? Your son, Hunter. I don't think I don't think our sons are fair game at all. No one has said he's done anything wrong except the thug Rudy Giuliani. No one's established that he did anything wrong or that I've done anything wrong, period. I carried out the policy of the United States of America, our allies, the, in, in the International Monetary Fund, the EU, in dealing with a corrupt prosecutor. Do you understand people say Joe Biden, he's an experienced politician, statesman, knows the issues of Ukraine. Why didn't he just say to his son, this is one to take a pass on. It may not look good. He was already on the board and he's a grown man. And it turns out he did not do a single thing wrong as everybody's investigated. Because I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters, and I've never discussed them because they know where I have to do my job and that's it. And they have to make their own judgments. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And there's nobody. Well, you've had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to get to the bottom of? No, because I trust my son. As you can see, Joe gave false answers. In other words, kind of just like uh, Hillary Clinton. When you think about it, right? Not much difference. 
Now, if you um, if you take a, let's see, Republican and you spit on the sidewalk or you jaywalk, you probably get eight, nine, ten years in prison. If you get Russian disinformation uh, and you put it in a dirty dossier and you have the right people in the right positions of power that are corrupt, that abuse their power and that want you to win the election, first they'll ignore the the crime of the Espionage Act being violated, 18 U.S.C. 793, and then they'll ignore your obstruction of justice when you delete subpoenaed emails and clean your hard drives with bleach bit and destroy devices. And then it's going to be okay if you use an unverifiable Russian disinformation dossier whose source was a known Russian operative for 10 years uh, to the very people that are signing away on the dossier. You get away with all that. You can get all this money from Ukraine with no experience. Uh, you can have a vice president literally leveraging a billion U.S. taxpayer dollars. No problem. You can have monies coming in from the Bank of China. If your son flies aboard Air Force Two, uh, $1.5 billion deal there, too. You can have Russian oligarch, Kazakh oligarchs, Ukrainian oligarchs, $3.5 million wire transfers, First Lady of Moscow. You can have Chinese nationals taking you and your family on these big spending uh, trips. You can have literally all these, you know, shenanigans and deals going on with with people while while your father's the vice president. Imagine if it were any of the Trump kids, how the mob and the media would react. I wonder if at Jack at Twitter, I wonder if who owns Zuckerberg. Facebook, any of these big tech companies. I wonder if they'd silence stories about Donald Trump with 19 days to go. Unbelievable. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, John in Arizona. John, hi, how are you? We need Arizona. Assume Arizona is close. Every vote is going to matter. And don't forget Martha McSally. Yeah, I hope so. You know, Arizona is going to be tight. I'm seeing a lot of Biden signs out here. And that should motivate people to get out and vote. But I just wanted to say about the tech giants, you know, I've never been a regulation guy, but in this case, they've got to be regulated. They're silencing speech. I've had it done to me. And in this case, it's all the way up to the top echelon. Listen, I mean, it is it is clearly a campaign donation at this point. It is also... Remember, they're also getting these legal protections. I won't bore you again going through this, you know, 230 and the liability protection they have as content providers. And once that goes away, once they become editors, they, once they are honest and truthful and say, OK, we've got a political opinion, then OK. But now you bring on with that all of the, the possible liabilities uh, of, of being a a content provider with ed- with editing and you're responsible for what you print or don't print now you but but don't say you're one thing and get special government protections and you're actually something very different uh you're right about arizona it's on my list of uh, a few states that i'm worried about very concerned about arizona hope everybody goes out and votes hope you vote for martha mcsally that senate race can be won speaking of china well the opponent of Martha McSally has a lot of questions to answer out there also. Ryan is in Florida. Ryan, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Sean, I'll let you know, man, don't worry about Florida. We got you, buddy. Here was uh, We had a local police officer died a few weeks ago, and, uh, man, the whole street was lined for miles with people waving American flags. People in Florida are tired of this anti-American, 
anti-cop, anti-patriotic, anti-values. This Planned Parenthood abortion stuff is getting crazy, and um, people are tired of it. And I've been giving uh, Trump flags out to customers, friends. I'm here at a big charity event, um, about 200 guys in the construction industry. Uh, exercise their Second Amendment here at a sporting place event, and uh, we just got through praying and saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and at the end, I mean, you start hearing people chirping, Trump, Trump, Trump. So Florida's, we got it, man, and let's keep it up. Let's keep the, let's keep the uh, energy going. And uh, Sean, get us going, man. Help us out. We, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm only one voice. I'm only one vote. We need Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, Arizona, Nevada, Iowa. We need certainly, without any doubt pennsylvania he joe and kamala are lying to the pennsylvania people uh we need michigan we need wisconsin we could use minnesota too also new hampshire and maine second congressional district we needed it yesterday anyway 800-941-SEAN uh is our number uh we'll be watching closely new orleans johnny is standing by what's up johnny how are you glad you called it's an honor, Sean, to speak to a fellow forgotten man. How are you today? I'm good, sir. Glad you called. So the point I wanted to make here is that I'm a business owner, and we buy advertising, and they assign a value for the, you know, the demographics, the amount of people, the time of day, and they can come up with a value for who, you know, what we're buying as far as time and, and things with advertising. And what I'm trying to get a take on from you is, is why wouldn't they, when they – the news particularly offers poor uh, or, or, or wrong information on the news, and, and they play it and play it and play it, why wouldn't that value be assigned to that? And maybe, a, uh, what would you think about a law being passed to force them to use that same type of a formula to assign a value to correct all the, uh, and undo all the wrong that they did when they, when they put so much misinformation and things like that on the uh, on the air. I, I, listen, I think you're raising a really good good question. You get into very, very tricky territory if you believe in freedom of speech, though. You know, people have strong opinions that other people agree with, but there's certain facts that are facts, and there are people that lie and they have a political agenda. You know, how involved do we want the government in, on free speech issues? I mean, you know, go back to, you know, became a, a, a landmark case with, with David Bossie in his particular case. But, um, you know, if you put limits on the amount of money that you can donate in in terms of campaigns, uh, that's an issue of freedom of speech. What what what's 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 in play in this particular case is it is an in-kind donation. In other words, and they also have government protections like Section 230 that I've been talking about, that no provider of an interactive computer service shall be treated as a publisher or speaker of information providing content, information content provider. Once you start editorializing or making editorial decisions, those protections should go away and go away immediately. And I also believe, and Ted Cruz has a very strong case that he's making, that this is outright election interference with 19 days to go, uh, there's never been a precedence for this in, in the history of this country, and it is by far the biggest donation ever to any political campaign in the history of this country. And, you know, I keep saying these institutional forces, Johnny, are, are against the president. These are powerful forces. You've got the entire Democratic apparatchik. You've got the entire media mob. 99% all in for for protecting Joe Biden. 
They never will ask him a tough question. They'll never, they're even ignoring stories about massive corruption with his kids, you know, as a means of, which, by the way, are national security issues at this point. The same people that feigned such outrage over a telephone call with President Zelensky. Anyway, I hope that answers your question. Uh, back to our busy phones. Dan, Florida. Dan, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. We need Florida in 19 days very badly. Yeah. Hi, Sean. Uh, I just want to make a, a mention of Nancy Pelosi with a net worth of approximately $130 million. She really is not relatable uh, culturally or demographically to her constituents. I just can't see how they can allow her to get away with what she's doing. You know, it doesn't make sense. to hang Look, on Nancy to Pelosi is beholden now to the radicals in, that run her party. She's even speaker in name only. Nancy Pelosi is just out of her mind at this point and can't be trusted as just a Trump hater. And these are the institutional forces. If Donald Trump is going to win reelection, it's going to be because of the people. It's going to have nothing to do with anybody else. And through sheer force of will, you watch this president out there pretty much carrying the entire campaign on his back, going directly to the American people and having to bypass every one of these powerful forces that are against him. Um, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen such hatred in my life. I've never seen such psychosis in my life. And uh, the American people have shocked the world once and we can shock the world again. You have the power. But you better believe that they don't want him to win under any circumstances. Hopefully the American people will send them the message. All right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. 19 days till Election Day. Best radio and television coverage. Uh, The hour we come up on will immediately be after the Biden town hall and the Trump town hall. Uh, We got full, complete reaction. Trey Gowdy, Senator Josh Hawley. Uh, the great one, Mark Levin, Ari Fleischer, Mike Huckabee. We got it all covered. Every angle, 9 Eastern, DVR, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you tonight right after the town halls. Best election coverage. And back here tomorrow, 18 days, and you are the ultimate jury, and the stakes couldn't be higher. We'll see you tonight back here tomorrow. <laughs>